Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Missouri Congressman Jason Smith was at the heart of a big policy win this week. The Republican from Salem, who represents parts of the St. Louis area, joined forces with Democratic Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon to pass a tax overhaul through the House that includes an expansion to the child tax credit and incentives for businesses to engage in research and development. In particular, the bill would gradually boost the child tax credit for low-income workers who pay little to no taxes to $2,000 per child over a three-year period. And it would tie the child tax credit for everyone else to inflation, meaning it will go up from its current $2,000 per child rate. Even though the bill passed easily on Wednesday, it faced headwinds. Democrats felt the bill was too slanted toward corporations and didn't boost the child tax credit enough. Republicans who opposed the measure felt it amounted to an expansion of the welfare state and provided President Joe Biden with a rare policy win during an election year. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum talked with Congressman Jason Smith on Thursday about what's next for the legislation, which now heads to the Senate. So for a bill that passed with more than 350 votes, there seemed to be a lot of drama about whether this measure was even going to make it to a full, make it to the floor, let alone pass. Why do you think it was able to get through the House on Wednesday? It was able to get to the House on Wednesday, I think, of how the bill was created. And the bill was created, Jason, started out over a year ago with my very first committee hearing, which was in Petersburg, West Virginia at a lumber yard, where it was the state of America's economy in Appalachia, where we heard from small business owners, working moms, farmers of the issues that they're facing in today's economy and how could Congress address that. We also went to Yukon, Oklahoma to a farm listen to farmers and ranchers, oil and gas producers. We went to a factory in Peachtree City, Georgia, heard from factory workers, small business owners. And what we heard from those three different field hearings created a tax package that we felt that could address their concerns that they have been facing with record high inflation, just struggling to put food on their table and clothes on their backs. And And when we couldn't get the bill passed in the House of Representatives in June, we passed it out of committee, couldn't pass it in June. Um, I knew that we had to start start working with the United States Senate to see if we can come up with a bipartisan agreement. And that's why I started working with Chairman Wyden. And from that point on, we tried to figure out if there was any common ground that we could get that could unify the majority of the House and the Senate, Republicans and Democrats that could deliver for the American people. And this is what we arrived at. And with the vote yesterday, you see it very clearly, um, 84% of all the members of the House of Representatives voted for it. That is the largest vote in a tax package in decades. With that, and also the fact that it passed out of the Ways Ways and Means Committee 40 to 3, I was pretty surprised to read Axios' report that there was some unnamed lawmaker saying that you were going to lose your 
Ways and Means Committee chairmanship because, quote, Jason negotiated with the Senate and the Dems. For some reason, Republicans weren't included in his negotiation. Now, first of all, I would assume that Republicans were involved in this negotiation. Yes or no answer on that before I get to my second part. Absolutely. Republicans were involved in the whole time. And like I said, what basis of my negotiation was the Republican passed tax bills in June of last year about a committee? You know, the thing is, we know that there's always people who may be disgruntled um, that you work with and they love to talk to reporters and hit their message. But I feel very comfortable and confident with the job I'm doing as chairman. And and I think it was just a story that took a very cheap shot. But I think it also just brought up like a, 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 an obvious question. Why would somebody lose their committee chairmanship for, from because they worked with Democrats and senators and divided government? Otherwise, if you don't do that, you're not going to get anything done in this environment. Jason, you're being reasonable. Um, th- that's why I felt like the story was a cheap shot, because in that same story, they were saying that um, the committee that is known for bipartisanship that I wasn't being bipartisan and I just passed the biggest piece of bipartisan legislation in all of Congress out of the House with 84 percent of the people voting for it. I would say the majority of people speaking out against the bill yesterday were actually your Republican colleagues. And they said everything from expanding the child tax credit was a form of like expanding welfare. You even heard arguments that this would incentivize people to enter the country illegally. Were you surprised by those arguments? And and what would you say to Republicans who, you know, may have agreed with them and you may want to actually respond to it? I wasn't respond. We had been pushing back on these arguments for a long time, which are just not valid. What you saw yesterday in the people speaking against the vote, there were 70 people who voted against the bill from Cory Bush to Matt Gates to um, Chip Roy. So it was a variety. It was the extremes of both parties that was speaking against it. Of course, the left thought that it didn't go far enough. The right thought that what what they were claiming is is that it was going to hand paychecks to people and expand welfare. They said it would um, it would benefit illegal immigrants and and the language in this bill is exactly sa- the same to Trump's tax cuts of 2017, requiring any child any child to get the child tax credit must have a social security number. That's the current law of the land, and that's exactly what our bill requires. So only U.S. citizens can get social security numbers, and that that's just simply how it is. So it's easy for people to say one thing, but the facts are a little bit differently. So I want to talk about the prospects in the Senate. Um, obviously, it has the support of Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer. It obviously has the support of like key Democrats like Oregon Senator Ron Wyden. But, you know, I'm sure you saw the quote from Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, who said, quote, I think passing a tax bill that makes the president look good mailing out checks before the election means he could be reelected and then we won't extend the 2017 tax cuts. You know, you've seen similar comments about immigration coming from some of your House colleagues. And I think it brings up a, like an obvious question about whether this is like the right way to legislate around whether or not it makes Donald Trump look good or make, makes Joe Biden look bad. What do you have to say about that? Let me just say this, Jason. This economy has been incredibly painful for families and workers, small businesses and 
And this bill will have an opportunity. It will have an opportunity to provide immediate relief to Americans who are struggling to get by um, because of the worst inflation crisis in generations. And we need to worry about delivering for the American people. That should always be our priorities. You'll have politicians say all kinds of things all the time, but the focus and the foundation should always be delivering for their constituents. That's why I am pushing so aggressively for this package because I think it's pro-American. It, it, is, it is what Republicans and Democrats in this country could use. It will help small businesses, it will help workers, and it will help families. Do you have any sense of when it might come to the Senate? And do you think that Republicans in the Senate will rally around it along with the majority of Democrats? You know, just as we had bumps in the road for the last 15 days here in the House of Representatives, it, there'll be bumps over there because a tax package does not move often in Congress, let alone a bipartisan tax package. But when you see something get 84% of the vote, that's a mandate. And and I look forward to Leader Schumer, Chairman Wyden, um, uh, Leader, Leader McConnell, um, ranking member Crapo to come together to help deliver for the American people on that side of the building. This episode was produced and recorded by Jason Rosenbaum. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.